0: It's Kirsten, we're doing this thing and I'm super excited because today I have a guest Like, co-host um, And it's Jason, oh my god Do you remember that time I was talking about I just forgot the name of your podcast Fun Waste of Time podcast And how my old friend, who's not old My friend that I've known for a while Old Jason was on that podcast and he had like this voice that grabbed me by the hips or whatever guess what you guys i love you all so much that i brought him on for this episode also i'm drunk so jason say hello and tell us about yourself
1: what's up everybody glad to be here with drunk uh drunk Kristen. <laughs> um but yeah no no I'm, I'm i'm very honored to be on here it's awesome
0: yay I'm so glad that you could be here. So, of course, right up top, I have to give the disclosure that uh, adult link. Oh, my God. Jason, are you so Mm -hmm. excited? You don't have to keep this PG-13 because I fucking swear like a sailor on my podcast. You can say whatever you want. Because on his podcast, he has to be careful because they keep it super like PG, PG PG-13, which is fine. But I'm not fucking about that life, so I feel like I just spit all over my microphone. But welcome. Please feel free to express yourself in whatever manner you choose. Uh, Yeah, and also I'm drunk because so many of you requested another drunk episode. And I feel like because the last episode was so heavy. And so emotional. And I really do want to thank everybody who reached out about that. Um, I I appreciate that and I feel you and I love you all. Also, I feel like I need to do something a little more lighthearted this time because you know, I'm a Libra, so I'm all about balance. That's what I do. And I'm I've eaten nothing today except for like a cheese ball that Jason watched me just oh, scarf down <laughs> super fast. I was gonna say like Jabba the Hutt, but we don't really see Jabba eat that much. That's kind of how eats I thought.
1: That frog in Return of the Jedi, remember? Just
0: bullshit because frogs are amazing and they're for kissing and loving, not for eating. But that's fine. <laughs> so Jason is—it's like super sweet to do this because I am very unpredictable. I'm like a moth when I'm drunk, um, but. I am freaking out about the the case that I'm going to talk about today because it's one of those that when I first heard about it, I was just like, how, how have there not been 19,000 movies made about this? This is so insane. Um, So he's going to be like the surrogate you in terms of audience where i'm gonna tell him the story and he can react like the way that you would react and he has to deal with me drunk and we've been talking for like 30 minutes about whatever because i'm so fucking drunk and he keeps asking me like are you okay to do this and i'm like fuck it whatever because that's
1: reaction videos are all the rage on youtube right now so look i'm cool with that i can do it
0: do you You're watch? the video,
1: on the reaction
0: <laughs> We are videoing this Which actually makes me feel a little bit weird um, Because I'm not used to people being able to see me I've been, I don't want to say quarantined But isolated since March So I'm really weirded out right now That he can watch me while we're doing this It's super freaky Um, Jason, oh my god You're the best, and I love your guts, so tell me about, tell me, tell the audience about yourself, and I'm going to drink more whiskey. Go!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kirsten and I have known each other for uh, about 10 years at this point. Uh, We're really good friends. Um, We actually dated uh, back, like, more than half a decade ago. Um, We met on an online dating site, and, you know, it happens now. It's what we do. (laughs) anyway so no we have a lot in common and we're very different in so many ways but we have a lot in common so um you know it's 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 nice to to be on here and uh you know be able to i've been listening to kirsten's podcast for the last oh at least two years um and so it's kind of an honor to actually be on it because it's really
0: cool oh i'm super excited that you here. I should say, for those of you who've kind of been... Excuse me while I clear my throat, hang on. <laughs> okay, for those of you who've been listening since the beginning um, and heard my little arc about Norma Rotoback, Jason actually went to Vernal with me, and we both talked to my grandmother about it. She's really, in a way, been involved in this podcast since the beginning. Before it was a podcast, if that makes sense. So that was um, a
1: very emotional trip. I mean, you know, going to the different sites having to do with Norma's case, um, going to visit her grave. um, uh, That was very it it was very taxing on the psyche, I I guess, for for lack of a better term. Um, But it was really cool to actually talk to your grandmother about Norma and you know to look at her old yearbooks from what was it the 40s or 50s um it uh,
0: in the 50s yeah
1: yeah no and it would. i mean honestly that it it has it, it's had an effect on me to this day you know i remember uh that three or you know two or three days that, that we were out there um uh thinking about and investigating that case you know it was very uh i almost even though obviously i'm not related to her but i almost felt like i was you know what i mean
0: yeah no it was and and for me sorry guys so much whiskey not much food um for me it it was super helpful to have you there because it was it was very emotional for me, and I really needed some support um, with that. I I I'll probably revisit her case uh, in in future episodes, just because um, I was very restrained in what I've recorded before. But I would love to be able to just give all kind of my feelings and emotions and things that I've learned since then. Um, in in a very unrestricted manner, but it it's it's something that's super heavy for me. Uh, it, in a weird fucking way, it's like survivor's guilt, I guess. Like knowing that she was sexually assaulted and murdered, and I've been sexually assaulted but not murdered. Like I don't I don't know if I could adequately explain why I feel that guilt, but I I do. And she just seemed like from everything that I've uncovered about her and and talked to my grandmother about she just seemed like such a sweet person and sometimes I'm kind of a piece of shit so I can't help but <laughs> feel like like why why did I get to walk away when she didn't and well you know
1: I don't know. your knowledge of that case was incredible um in in obviously I went in knowing a lot less about it than you did at the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know the, the 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 details that you remembered about everything um regarding that case it actually it made it a lot easier for me and I don't blame you for being emotional about it because I, I was too and it she's she's not my great aunt mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, knowing how much you cared about the case and getting the information from your grandma and knowing little things about Norma's life, it made a huge difference.
0: Oh, thank you. I think. Is thank you the right word? It's the word I'm going to use. Good enough. I, I like, really, you were a fucking anchor through all of that. I don't think I could have... Um, I don't think I could have dealt with all of that without you. So, thank you. Aww. And to thank him, I've pulled him in on this podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys, this is a fucking case. I can't even. Like, I'm so excited to tell Jason about it. He does not know really anything about it. Um, So, he's going to be... The surrogate audience, and I'm going to tell him this story, and I'm so excited to see his reaction, because this case is is one of those. Okay, so right up top, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but right up top, I have to give you the disclaimer: this deals with murder. I feel like I slur. Did I slur that? You guys, mm-hmm. I'm so fucking drunk. I. And I love it. It's what I need right now. And it's fine. Um, but this case is bonkers. I don't know any other word to describe it. This is one of those cases. That I I stumbled across. A couple of years ago. And I was like. What the fuck. This is, this is so insane. Um, when I was kind of compiling. All of my notes. For what I wanted to tell you. Jason and the mm-hmm. audience. Um, I did access, access, that's a hard word to say with whiskey, uh, Wikipedia, you guys, not that I should necessarily, I mean, is a bad, is a bad form to point you toward another podcast, but case file, um, there's this, do you know case file, Jason, have you ever listened to case file? Do you I've heard you
1: talk about it, but that's it.
0: (laughs) I fucking love case file. This is Australian. Um, Mm -hmm narrator and he's just so good. like he is all anonymous and mysterious. but uh, this was a, a few years ago that I heard him do this case and I was like screaming. I was driving home from work in my car and I was listening to it and I was fucking screaming about this case. So that of course has influenced kind of how I view the case and then wikipedia as always um buzzfeed did like an unsolved uh episode about it and we landed different places on what we think happened that's totally fine so um if you want to look up the case file podcast episode it was released on january 30th of 2016 Uh, holy shit that was four fucking years ago but you guys Today, her name is Bella, or fucking is it? We don't know. That's so exciting. So I'm, I, I'm just gonna get into this. Because Jason's got other shit that he needs to be doing. I actually kind of have to pee, so we'll see how fast I can get through this and how strong my bladder is. It's totally fine. All right, Jason, are you ready? He's like covering his mouth. We're doing,
1: ma'am. I'm no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good.
0: We're doing a video thing, which I don't know, don't, don't normally normally do. Thank you. Um. So I feel super self-conscious, but I'm so excited that I can bring Jason into this because of his sexy-ass voice, and he's just so nice and such a sweet guy, and he's been such a good friend for forever. Um, Jason, hold on! Before we get into this, I need you to tell us all about your podcast, so you should probably do that, and then oh. tell us something interesting about yourself. Oh, yeah, do that interesting. thing.
1: Interesting. Okay. Let me tell you about the podcast first. Not Um, a
0: boring thing, an interesting thing. Oh,
1: geez. Okay, fine. Fine. (laughs) Okay. so No, I am actually one of the co-hosts on a podcast called The Fun Waste of Time. Um, We talk about uh, video games, TV, movies, any kind of pop culture stuff that you might be into. Uh, We do a lot of that. Um, uh, We also talk about home theater. I'm not much of an expert on home theater but a lot of my co-hosts are um so you know if you're into that kind of stuff you know i'm not sure how into that stuff that people listening to this particular podcast might be but if you happen to be you know give us a listen um we're actually we're on google we're on apple we're on stitcher we're on spotify um anywhere that you get your podcasts we're pretty much there so yeah there we go
0: Yay. Thank you. It's a really good podcast. I honestly, so true crime is kind of my, like, deep, dark pleasure or whatever. Ew. I said that in a very suggestive way. Um, when I need, a, like, a break from all the super serious whatever, I I'm such a fucking geek, and I love that podcast. So here we go. Are you ready, Jason? Are you so fucking excited?
1: I absolutely am. Let's do it.
0: Yes. Here's where we start, right? It's April nineteen forty three, England. Do you remember it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't alive back then. I remember England.
0: Yes. I lived
1: there for many, many years, but no, I, I don't remember nineteen forty three, sadly. Okay.
0: Well, that's okay, I forgive you. World War II is in full fucking swing at this point, right? So there's there's death, there's destruction, and neck economic economic depression is terrible, right? It's just all bad. You do what you have to do. In these times, right? In these times now, in those times then, when shit gets hard, you do what you have to fucking do. And what four teenagers had to fucking do in 1943 was uh, poach on somebody else's land. I don't judge them. It's fine, right? Like, they need to fucking eat. So they're out in this wood called Hagley Wood um and they're whatever looking for i don't know what the fuck they're looking for but it's food some kind of food thing i'm like too modern so i'm just like uh eh, go to the store but like things were rationed and it was it was hard like it was it was a shit time guys i just want you to understand what a shit time world war Two was it was not great for anybody um so they're out in this, in this wood at night. Okay, so picture it. I like Sophia from the Golden Girls. Picture it. England, 1943. Woods at night. Uh, Jason, how long did you live in England?
1: Well, let's see. I, I was born there in 1979. When I was two weeks old, we moved back to the U.S. But then when I was four years old... We moved back to England um, Mm -hmm. and I was there until I was 13. So a little bit over eight years.
0: Do you remember anything about like the forests and the.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Environment. Okay. Tell me about that. Tell me about Oh,
1: no, trust me. You know, the, the, as a matter of fact, uh, the last five years or so that I lived there, uh, there was forest right outside my house. Mm -hmm. Um, British forests are, well, see, for people that don't know, Kirsten and I live in Utah. What I'm saying here is Utah does not have a lot of trees, a lot of thick, you know, forests or anything like that. England, completely different world. Okay. England gets plenty of water, they have huge oak trees. Um, and where I lived, it was at, it literally right across the street from me, uh, was. Uh, very thick forest I used to go out there and take walks um, when I was 12 or 13 years old all the time I loved it I used to see hedgehogs out there I used to see rabbits and hares um, so yeah uh, for 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 anybody that may not know England has some really thick forests um, in uh, i I'm sure you have listeners in the UK um, but at the same time you know for for the people that are listening here in the U.S., especially in in the Inner Mountain West, um, they should probably know that you've never seen forests like these. Let's just put it that way.
0: Yeah, totally. And I've never been to England, but I lived in New England for several years. And oh, it's that's kinda...
1: different. Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like from being in Utah, people say forests. You think one thing. But being in New England, like, same as you, like, where I lived, there was, it was just all forest right outside my backyard. Um, right. So it's all thickly clustered trees. The trees are huge. Uh, it, it Like, if you can picture, like, at night, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like, conjure up, like, a movie to to give you an idea of what it looks like. But it's just, it's not like, you know, doot. Der- like a tree every five feet like they're everywhere it's just that's right. all you see it's beautiful it's glorious i fucking miss it every day of my life i don't know if you miss it jason but i miss it every fucking day so this is what we're what we're kind of picturing so that you got these four teenage boys they're on somebody else's land like some fucking lord or or Duke or whatever the English fuck it is. Um, and basically they're poaching. Like, I'm, I don't know any other way to say it. They're poaching. They're, they're fucking, everything's rationed during World War II. They're looking for food. I don't fucking judge them for that. You do what you gotta do. So they're out there. They're like, oh, let's let's find some shit or whatever it was that they were doing. And they climb this tree called a witch elm and what i have to tell you about the witch elm is it has fuck all to do with like witches like <laughs> like those <laughs> kinds of witches that's not what it is they call it a witch elm because it kind of grows every which way these are very like thick like thick like my thighs like these sexy fucking trees um they kind of tend to hollow out in the middle And they look like something out of a Tim Burton movie. They're super cool. So if you've never seen one in real life, you should Google it. They're fucking awesome. I'm kind of obsessed with trees anyway, but, like, witch elms are particularly... Mm -mm. Let's try that again. Particularly fucking cool. So one of these, these kids climbs up this witch elm, and he looks down this, like, hollowed section... the wish helm and jason what the fuck do you think he finds
1: uh you're gonna have to tell me yeah i'm
0: gonna tell you so he looks into it and he sees a human skull staring back at him at which point i would have peed my pants and just run away because i'm a baby and that's what i would do but (laughs) i guess teenage boys are different so, of course, naturally what they do is they fish it out of the tree, and, like, they like they grab the stick, and they're like, come on out, human skull! And they start passing it around. I mean, okay, so maybe if it were me, I'd be, like, making it talk, like, hello! How about my papa? Like, make it laugh and shit. I'm terrible. I'm a tw- Terrible human being. Um, I don't know exactly what they did, but they were fucking around with the skull. That makes this sound way worse than it probably was. They were they were messing around with this this skull. Okay. So in
1: other words, it was exactly the Tim Burton <laughs> tree that we're used to from Sleepy Hollow, yes. et all, correct?
0: At all. At every movie he's ever made. Yes, totally. That that is what I need everybody to picture in their minds. Okay. Jason, what the fuck would you do if you found a skull? What would you do? Tell me everything. I would
1: run and alert the authorities, <laughs> but hey, I'm not you. So, you know, whatever whatever floats your boat, girl. You know?
0: I guess it would depend on how much I had to drink. Because here's True. the thing. So they they pass it around. They're like, ooh, the human skull or whatever. The Wait, sorry, I should get this wrong. A human skull? Is that a good English accent? <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. I'm going to
1: British accent again, please. Oh, no, no. it's
0: going to happen throughout. Just get ready. <laughs> so they're passing it around. They're doing whatever the fuck. I don't even want to know what the fuck teenage boys do with the human skull. But this is what's happening. Okay. I don't judge them. This is a weird Fine, Do what you got to do. Right. So they pass it around and then they're like, oh, shit, we should probably just put it back in the tree. Do you think they were looking for birds like, like eggs? Like, why do you think someone would climb this tree?
1: Well, You're a boy. Tell me what boys do. Because boys climb trees. I mean, there's, there's no explanation for it. But, yeah, I, I doubt they were looking for bird eggs. If you want to find bird eggs, especially in England, you can find robin eggs everywhere. They're blue, in case anyone doesn't know. They're but, so yeah. pretty.
0: It's the prettiest color, those eggs.
1: Well, they, they just I'm end saying. up cracked anyway. I'm just saying. Well, but, that's yeah.
0: mean. But okay, they're not
1: climbing the tree to find bird eggs, though. Let's just <gasps> what do you clear. think they
0: were doing? What were they doing? They were
1: just climbing. It. Boys don't okay. need explanations for stuff; they just do things. It's it's not.
0: Did you, you know. climb trees in Jolly Old England? I absolutely like a did. Little, a little ginger-headed Jason climbing all of his trees and like casting spells and shit.
1: Well, in case nobody knows, uh yeah, uh, Kirsten just. Kind of revealed that i have red hair yes i do have red hair but no that's not what caused me to climb the trees
0: so these kids are fucking around with the skull <laughs> and then they're, they're like okay let's put it back so they they put it back into the tree and they're like we shall make a pact we will never speak of this again because that's what i guess kids do when they find weird shit, and they didn't <laughs> speak of it again for like one whole day Jason, did you ever see or read uh, – wait, read or see – yeah, there we go. The movie It. Did you ever do um, It? I'm going to uh, – this is very unpopular,
1: but no, I have not. Really? I have not, I no, I didn't read it. I didn't see the original TV movie, huh. and I did not see the remake. Um, I know there's a clown. That's scary enough for me. <laughs>
0: um, I like it, but there's this kid – in It, who is it Stanley? We'll go with that, but he's always like, (laughs) he's always like, we should be outside playing, or like, whatever the shit he says. He's always worried about getting in trouble. That was me as a kid. Like, that was, that's me as an adult. Like, that's just me. I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to get in trouble. So, one of these teenagers is like that. And he's like, fuck, I can't, I can't have this on my conscience. It's too hard. So, of course, like, this sacred pact to never reveal what they found only lasts like half a day. And then he tells his parents, he's like, Oh my God, we found a skull in Hagley Wood. And I'm like waving my arms around because that's probably what I would do if it were really me. I'm like, ah! So his parents, of course, um, they call the cops and the cops go out to the wood. Well, no, they go out to the kid's house and they're like, show us what the fuck you found. And then they go out to the woods. The kid's like, it's this fucking tree right here. I'm picturing like he hasn't gone through puberty let- yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, they look down and they see this skull looking back at them. And they're like, "This. obviously, this is bad. Because human skulls don't just naturally occur in the wild. Like there's um, a- let me dispute that. Oh, Jason disputes that.
1: No, Go I'm just it. saying in England, you got to remember there are so many cemeteries that have no mm-hmm. markers. There mm-hmm. are so many mm-hmm. Saxon graveyards mm-hmm. that are unmarked. Um, I'm not saying that finding a human skull is normal, but I will say that in England, it's a little more normal than it is here in the United States. Let's just, okay. let's just get that out there.
0: Okay, that's fair, that's fair. But in a tree?
1: No, that's not, no, that's not That's not,
0: maybe not so normal. No, no. So, the cops see the skull. They recognize, as Jason told us, this perhaps is not a normal thing. And they pull it out and realize, oh shit, there's other bones in there. But it's so tight that they can't, Pull anything else out. This is like Mm. the super sexiest tree that ever lived. It's just so tight. So, (laughs) So, what they end up doing is they like ask like a local fucking lumberjack or whatever the fuck to come down. And again, this, you guys, this is so fucking Tim Burton. They open the tree up. Right? There is an entire like set of human skeletal remains in this goddamn tree. Like you said, Jason, fucking sleepy hollow shit. Uh, well, you probably unless didn't like uh unless that.
1: Christopher Walken uh jumps out oh. of there on on the horse uh, named Daredevil. I don't know if it's quite that 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 cool. It's I don't know if it's quite that Tim Burton, but yeah that's still it's still that's creepy.
0: exactly what happened. I'm just oh, kidding. That's wow. not why. Well this
1: <laughs> this case has taken an, a very interesting turn. All right.
0: It's taken a very cinematic turn. Okay, yes. can we take a slight sidebar because um Christopher Walken is kind of hot, but also Christopher <laughs> Walken is embroiled in another unsolved mystery. Did you know that?
1: I did not. No.
0: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to have you back and tell you about the death of Natalie Wood.
1: <gasps> oh, that thing. Okay, yeah. That's oh, another that episode. But yeah, no, it, yeah, it sounds very...
0: Oh my god. Like, my mind is still blowing, like, constantly over Natalie Wood's death. But anyway, that might have to be another drunk episode. Maybe I should let Jason drink this time.
1: No, 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 I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> He's like, no, I have my hands full keeping this bitch in check. So just hang on.
1: <laughs> I would never say something like that. You would anyway.
0: never say that out loud. He might just think it is.
1: How fine. about this case, though? Hey, huh? okay.
0: yeah. so... So... They get it all open. And they, like, birth this skeleton. Okay? So, they've got almost an entire set of human remains. Right? But it's all bones. I mean, there's a little bit of flesh stuck to the, the skull, which in my mind makes it creepier. Like, yeah. if it was just a fucking, like, bleached skull, you'd be like, oh, oh, my god, a skull. But if you see a skull where it's got, like, a little bit of flesh stuck to it and, like, some brown hair coming out, like, oh, <laughs> that's so much creepier somehow.
1: Well, that, that's what makes it remains, you know? Otherwise, yeah, it'd just be yeah, a skeleton. Yep. Otherwise, it
0: would just be a skeleton. That's true. So they conduct a search, of course, through Hagley Wood. Like, what else can we find? What's going on? Here's what they find, right? And what they find is like my dream wardrobe, in a sense. Like, like oh my God, I would fucking wear this shit. So they find like a kind of a, a mustard yellow colored skirt with the side zipper. And they find a blue and mustard-colored cardigan, a light blue belt, and light blue shoes, which I would fucking kill for. I do not own. I mean, I wouldn't kill, but I would love to have. I do not own a pair of light blue shoes. I like. I was reading this like list of shit they found. I was like, I would fucking wear all of that, like, and just hold my head high. So oh, sounds yeah. cute, cute, super cute outfit. Not that that matters um but it kind of does to me a little bit. <laughs> so, but all these clothes are kind of rot rotting? Like they're okay. They're decayed and shit. Um they find like a gold wedding ring, but it's sort of cheap to the point where they mm-hmm. think it's like a fake wedding ring, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting that they would note that specifically. Um so, in some accounts, they say that they found that in the tree. In some accounts, they say they found it outside of the tree and in the general vicinity. Um, here's the other thing, Jason. Mm. All of the labels were cut out of the clothes. Okay. So, according to some people, uh, that means that they were secondhand. But, here's my thing. Here's my thing on that. Do you know what a highly sensitive person is? Have you ever heard that? I have
1: a general idea, yes. I I know that you fall into that category, correct? I
0: sure fucking do. Oh my God, you're so smart. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, um, I'm going to put my little psychology hat back on. Um, I was actually diagnosed as a highly sensitive person a few years ago. But what that is like 15 or 20% of the population falls into this category and it's basically exactly what it sounds like you you feel things um more i don't want to say deeply that makes it sound like way more cerebral i guess than it is but um not just e- emotions but any kind of stimulus it's all, it's kind of a a neuroatypical uh thing i guess okay a better way so so you feel everything a little more intensely than like the normal slash average person um when my therapist diagnosed me she was like it's like being one of the x-men and i was like well fuck that i don't (laughs) want the x-men this is bullshit um (laughs) my kiddo is also highly sensitive and for them um it's more of a sensory thing than an emotional thing so people who are highly sensitive will uh, frequently like cut like the tags out of their clothes they'll turn their socks inside out so that the seam isn't right against their skin Uh, loud noises can be very uh problematic there's a little bit of overlap with highly sensitive people and sort of autism spectrum diagnoses, but, uh, they are two completely different things. So when I, when I read that about the, the, uh, tags being cut out of the clothes, people were like, oh, that means it's secondhand. But my thing was like, oh my God, she was highly sensitive. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I mean, land wherever you want on that, I guess, but either they were secondhand clothing, which again, world war II, You're going to take what you can get, right? Right, Um, right. However, as someone who's kind of a a vintage shopper, I've never purchased clothing that had the tags cut out. Is that like a normal? Yeah, right? Like that seems weird. So, I would land more on the side of, like, maybe she was highly sensitive. Maybe the tags, like, rubbed up against her skin and she was like, gross, I'm not doing this. I hate it. Um, and I, I have to do that sometimes. I don't do it all the time. But there are some tags that I'm just like, like, I sound like Popeye and I can't do it. So, so yeah, I thought that was super interesting. But there's no, there are no labels in her clothing. Um, Her shoes were also like a couple size, couple sizes bigger than what they think she would have worn. Because again, we're just Mm -hmm. dealing with bones. Right. So that was weird. The other weird thing was that they found her hand bones like way off. Like not in the tree but like way way outside of the tree. Now So here's where I'm thinking with that. Like, I mean, you're in the forest, right? So there's bugs and there's animals and there's whatever. So maybe something like dragged her hand out. And, oh, God, this is fucking more. It's very
1: possible. No, I, I get that.
0: Right, right. So anyway, but here's another thing that they find. They find an ID card. And I don't mean like a picture ID. Um. It was like an ID with like a name and an address. So, of course, the cops are thinking like, yay, <laughs> case is solved, right? We'll just go to this address and we'll be like, oh, shit, are you missing somebody? Because we just found her in a fucking goddamn tree. So they, they go to the address that's on the card. They knock on the door. Jason, we should fucking mm. role play this. Do you want to role play for a minute?
1: <laughs> okay
0: okay so you're gonna be the cops and you've got this id and i'm gonna be the person who answers the door so you should just go like knock 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 and then i'll do the thing you just be like hey we got this id card are you ready oh knock 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 and i open the door hello can i help you
1: hello miss i found this uh this id card here in in our, i think uh it might be somebody that lives at this residence uh, d- d- does this look familiar to you
0: Oh, let me see it. And I take it and I look at it.
1: Here you go, Miss.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Oh my God, that's me. That's my Iz card.
1: Oh crikey! Well, you're not the dead woman we're looking for then. (laughs) Um, uh, have a nice day, uh, ma'am.
0: That was so great. Your British. Cheerio.
1: Cheerio. Cheerio.
0: Your British accent is so good.
1: Well, I lived there for a while. So anyway.
0: Okay. Anyway. (laughs) So, here's the thing that really pissed me off, though. No matter where I looked, no matter where I dug, no matter what I researched, I could not find the name that was on that ID card. God damn it! Oh, really? So, this woman's like, no, I've actually never been to Hagley Wood, but I did lose my ID card, like, months and months ago. Can I have it back? And they're like, oh, no, fuck you, we need this for our investigation. (laughs) But I just thought that was so, like... Can you imagine how much that would suck for the cops? They're like, oh, sweet, an ID. And then they go and they find out the woman is alive.
1: Oh, so so the cops actually have to do some work. No, I don't feel bad for them. <laughs> They're fine.
0: Well, the weird thing is, is that I couldn't find anything that says that they dug into that at all. They just took okay. her word for it totally face value. Like, she was just like, oh, that's my card. And I lost it a long time ago. Okay, thanks. Bye. And they're like, all right, and off they went. And that—that was, <laughs> that was all that ever came from it. But yeah, she insisted that she'd never been to Hagleywood, and and the address that was on the card was was miles and miles and miles away from Hagleywood. So what the fuck was that ID card doing there? That's weird, right? Right. Um, so at this point they're like, well, we're fucked. So what else can we look at? So they start looking at the bones more. They look at the skull and apparently, um, our, I guess, Jane Doe or whatever has got some pretty fucking gnarly teeth. So they're like, oh, I'm not going to make any jokes about the British book of smiles. I swear to God, I'm not. No,
1: I I resisted as well. It's okay. Okay. Thanks.
0: Good, good. Um, It was so distinctive that they, you know, they sent out inquiries to dentists in the area. Like, what is going on with this? And there was apparently one tooth that looked like it had been extracted recently. So they're like, this has to be something that was done in the area. Nobody responds. So they've literally got zero fucking leads at this point. They've got clothes with no labels. They've got an ID card that belongs to someone who's fucking alive and that's all they've got. So they transport the remains to the uni- un- I can't fucking talk the university of Birmingham. And there's like a forensics department there that kind of goes, you know, they've got some doctors and shit going over the bones and, and doing all of this. And, um, yeah what they figure out is that this woman um they they decide that she is about 35 years old um she has given birth once which can we just talk for a second about how dis- disturbing it is That you can look at somebody's fucking bones and determine whether or not they've given birth.
1: This should be evidence that, uh, not that, but of how traumatic that is. That it actually changes it changes your skeletal structure. Yes. Once you've given it, it, yeah, your your pelvis is changed forever. Forever. So yes, women are superheroes. They have a superpower. They can push another human out of their body. It's amazing. Right on. So. It
0: is fucking amazing. Even if your doctor had to use forceps, that doesn't matter. We're amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that, it, I, I'm sorry. I just have to mention that because that will never cease to amaze me that you can, like, look at remains and be like, oh, well, this person birthed, birthed a child at least one time. And I can tell <laughs> it'll be the trauma that the body went through.
1: Have you ever watched Forensic Files? There's a lot more that you can uh, determine from Skeletal Remains, you know, if you really need to.
0: That is very true. And I fucking love Forensic Files. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The other the only other thing that they could really figure out was well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the only thing. They figured she was a little over five feet tall. Um, because of the skin and hair that was attached, she had like dirty blonde to mousy brown hair. I mean, Jason, basically it was me that it was shoved into that tree. I'd be
1: lying to you if I told you that I know what mousy brown means, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna (laughs) trust you here. It's all right
0: like I was reading all this I'm like was I in that tree was that me <laughs> what's Ouch. fucking going on um, but they could not see any visible trauma other than the childbirth to the bones so they have no right. cause of death now I will say that when they recovered the remains um, oh shit I think I forgot to mention this so in addition to all these cute clothes that I told you was there, there was a p- petticoat Okay. There was part of that taffeta petticoat shoved in the skull's mouth. So for like a second, the um, forensic examiner or whatever, whatever's a professor at the university, was like, Oh, the cause of death is asphyxiation. But then, but then the teenage boys were like, Oh, actually we wrapped the stick in that fabric and shoved the skull back into the tree. Oh. After. Done. so okay i don't gross like what are these boys doing like eh, right. poke the stick ew i mean even
1: back then people must have known that you don't tamper with a crime scene but hey you know what are you gonna do
0: well, no. listen teenagers and it's not their fault but they cannot uh adequately predict long-term consequences which is why no child or teenager should ever be tried as an adult, and I will die on that hill for the rest of my life. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, yeah, there was just no way to determine cause of death. They had no fucking clue. They couldn't look at the bones and say, like, it was X, Y, Z. Although they did determine that she had probably died in October of 1941, so about 18 months Oh wow! Okay. the body was discovered. And then Sorry. they... The they also determined like okay she either had to be fully fucking unconscious when she went into the tree or very freshly dead which sounds super gross and insensitive but there if rigor mortis had set in there's no way she could have gotten into the tree because right. the hollow of the tree wasn't huge
1: yeah. um,
0: and had she been alive there would have been like tearing and bruising and. Uh, you know, some trauma under the bones, but they just didn't see that. So so what they do is they start combing through missing person files. So they go through about 3,000 missing person files that cover a, like, 1,000 mile radius of where they found the remains. And that sounds like a lot, but it's really not, because here's the thing it's fucking world war II, right so so many people are going missing from the 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 air raids and from just wartime bullshit right so people are missing constantly there's so many reports that that can't be resolved and they just they they run into a dead end they're like we right. cannot figure out who this woman is so about six months after the remains are discovered, okay, picture it. One morning the residents of Birmingham, they wake up, they're going about their day, and on the side of a building, scrawled in chalk is the phrase Who put Lubella down the witch elm? Hagley Wood.
1: Okay then. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And they're like, what the fuck is this shit? So they clean it off. It's just graffiti, right? Okay, go to bed. Next day, it's back. Who put Lubella down the witch elm? Hadley mm-hmm. This pattern continues over the next several weeks and months in, in kind of a Various forms, the most common of which ends up being "Who put Bella down the witch elm?" So, mm-hmm. if you look up information on the case today, if you just plug that particular phrase into your Google search, that's going to give you the most results.
1: Which I already have.
0: The cops at this point are like, "Okay, well, we'll just get, we'll call her Bella because we have no fucking clue who she is." Mm-hmm. What they um, they kind of try to do after that is determined who she really is. But I cannot, we just, we have to stop and acknowledge how fucking creepy this is. I have never heard of a murder case where, where something like this happened. I just never have. So damn creepy. So again, they're kind of, they're pouring through all of these missing person cases. They're, they're looking at everything that they have access to at the time. They cannot fucking figure out who she is. As it happened, uh, there were all these rumors that started swirling around about it being part of, like, a a witch's cult and a human sacrifice (laughs) and uh, all this bullshit, which I personally, even though one, one, like, a very prominent uh, scholar and professor put forth that idea... I will not give it any credence at all because no, witches, real fucking witches, do not kill people, and they certainly don't shove them into trees.
1: Nah, see, and that's exactly what I was thinking. It sounds like a conspiracy theory concocted by somebody who knows absolutely fucking nothing about witches. And I get, to, look, I mean, and you don't have to be like an expert on Wicca or paganism or anything like that. Just watch the craft, okay? you watch the craft and you realize that witches aren't as evil as you think. Okay. One of them's Nev Campbell, who I'm in love with. So no, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You do love Nev Campbell.
1: Oh, I told you that a long time ago. Yes, I do.
0: You did. I (laughs) had just kind of forgotten for a hot minute. Um, So as a practicing pagan myself, I will say, uh, Mm -hmm. I, I detest this theory for all kinds of reasons, (laughs) but, um, again yeah it's one of those that uh, if you google the case it will come up a lot part of it is because her hand was found like away from the rest of the body and people were like oh the hand of glory or some
1: oh bullshit, for god's sake bullshit. no
0: shit <laughs> but no <laughs> Yeah, that okay. totally
1: makes her a witch yeah the hand was away from the body yeah
0: exactly no stupid so I mean, really, ob- to me, at least, it's obvious that it was like animals that kind of drag. Because that's what animals do. They're right. like, free fucking meal? Hells yes. And they'll yes. grab a they can and they wander off with it. And hands would be easy, I would think, to detach from the rest of the body. So just take a hand, take a foot, take whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so uh, the case went cold. I'll just like spoiler alert i guess this case is unsolved um now jason before we we started recording i gave you three like main theories kind of what i what i believe to be the most credible theories as to who bella could be and how she ended up in the witch elm so do you remember what those are
1: no, all I can think of is it much. It must have been a witch. That's it. it That's all been. we can come up with. It is. Yeah.
0: Theory one was um, Bella.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let me
0: tell you, where this came from actually. So uh a couple of years after the the remains were found, a woman came forward and said, who is a sex worker, and she mm-hmm. said, Oh, hey, I had this friend who's also a sex worker, and she went by the mm-hmm. name Bella. She worked on Hagley Road, she went missing in 1941, which if you will remember is about when we think that she that our our Bella uh mm-hmm. was killed. Um she she disappeared. I haven't heard from her since. I think that something bad happened to her. Okay. So so that's theory one that Bella was a gotcha. sex worker with foul play. Mm-hmm. Okay. So theory two is and I should probably look this up because I might get the name wrong. Theory two mm. is that this was kind of a prank gone wrong. Um mm. there was that's a pretty a, rough oh,
1: prank. I mean.
0: There was a woman who wrote into the, to a, a a local newspaper um, about this case. And she was basically like, she signed her name as Anna. And she was like, basically, you'll never figure out who did this because it was so fucking crazy. Um, but rest assured that the person who um, committed the crime is dead and died in an insane asylum which is a word Mm. i I don't particularly care for but um a mental hospital uh several (laughs) years ago um
1: sanatorium whatever there are a lot of (coughs) cinnamon cinnamons Cinnamons. synonyms
0: a lot of cinnamons (laughs) Uh, i actually really love cinnamon as a flavor i think it's like i love how it's like kind of warming
1: Kirsten, you're off-topic again.
0: I'm off-topic again. That's half of what this podcast is. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was 1953. This woman, um, her her real name was not Anna. It was Una, um, which oh, I well. understand why she would say it was Anna instead. Um, but <laughs> she said her it was actually her ex-husband who told mm-hmm. her the story of he and a friend were out at a pub, and they... Encountered this woman named, uh, I actually don't know if they gave a name, um, but they encountered this woman that they took with them on a joyride through Hagley Wood. She passed out, and as a prank, they put her down the Witch Elm because they were upset that she passed out and they thought it would teach her a lesson. And then they just left her there.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So years later the the ex-husband um whose name was Jack said um that he would have nightmares about see like looking down a tree and seeing a skull looking back at him. But okay. he died in the sanatorium when he was like 29 or something. Like two well I shouldn't say two years but like a year before the the remains were found.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, they Supposedly, cops looked into this and they couldn't f- confirm it one way or the other, right?
1: Okay,
0: so that's theory number two. Theory number three Bella was actually a burlesque singer named Clara Barl and was also a Nazi spy. So, where this came from, um, was there is an actual Nazi spy named. Joseph Jacobs, who was captured mm-hmm. in 1941, he has the distinction of being the last man put to death in the Tower of London. Mm. Joseph had a picture of Clara in his wallet or pocket or whatever the shit. Um, when he was captured, and told his um captors. That this is my girlfriend and she's been training as a Nazi spy. She was supposed to parachute um, into England before I was and I was going to meet her, but she never showed up. I really am worried that something happened to her. So those are kind of the three main theories. The three main theories. Because, again, I don't count the witchcraft one. That's usually like... Um, but here's theory.
1: here's my thing. I'm kind of thinking that the 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 witch theory seems infinitely more plausible than these other three uh quote unquote legitimate theories. You know what I'm getting at?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> None of them seem plausible is what is what I'm trying to convey here.
0: Okay, so who do you think she who do you think she is? What do you think she's happened?
1: not a Nazi spy, I'm gonna tell you that right now. I mean Uh, They had been in the war for, what, three years at the the time that she died. Um, And I'm not going to say that there weren't Nazi spies in in the UK at that time. But come on, man. You know, if the Nazis are going to execute someone, they're they're not going to put her in a tree. You know what I'm getting at?
0: Yeah. And the theory was that she, in a parachute, came down Mm -hmm. and just happened to get stuck in the tree.
1: Well, since when do their spies parachute all over Great Britain? I mean, this makes no sense.
0: So. no i wait, i agree with you i don't think she now as much as like the burlesque performer in me would love to say <laughs> oh fuck yeah she was a burlesque singer and a fucking spy i mean i'm not a nazi so i don't want that but
1: oh i know you're not come on
0: thank you um <laughs> yeah i don't buy that one at all i don't i don't buy i don't buy the nazi spy one at all no not at all who do you who is she? Who, she Jason, tell me. Uh,
1: like I just said, I mean, honestly, the witch thing sounds, you know, more plausible than anything else. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, and and nobody knows at this point, right? I mean, to this day, this is this is unsolved, correct?
0: This this is unsolved. Well, okay. let me let me tell you. And there's a couple more things that I want to like end with on like a pow, but. <laughs> Um, so my thing is, here's what I think, and this is what I honestly believe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it was a combination of like my theory one and, and theory two that I gave you. I think mm-hmm. that Bella was a sex worker and mm-hmm. I think that, um, that Jack guy, Jack Mossup, um, mm-hmm. picked, picked her up in a pub and I think that there was a dispute over payment or whatever. And I think she was murdered uh, mm-hmm. near Hagley. Wood, and yeah. then to discard uh, or dispose of or hide the body. I think he shoved her down the witch elm. Like okay. fresh, freshly after she was murdered. I I really think that it's a case of, of, of a woman who sort of slipped through the cracks. Mm hmm. And it has not been a tree, for lack of a better way. Right. To say,
1: yes. No, and the sad part is, I was actually kind of su- starting to subscribe to the witch theory. So I'm glad you talked some sense into me. <laughs> um, that sounds a lot more plausible. I was, I was yeah. getting into Alex Jones territory right there. So <laughs> I, I had my tinfoil hat on and all that. So Shit. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, <I'll> forgive you. <laughs> I, I really, I really do think that that's what it was, just because right. of. I mean, let's be honest. Sex work is dangerous, and there the the uh, pandemic of violence against women has been Mm -hmm. ongoing for right forever. (laughs) Right. Uh, Which is here's my little plug for sex work should be legal, Um, and the only reason it's not is because it was traditionally a female um run establishment but that's like a whole different topic um
1: (laughs) i don't disagree though so you're good (laughs) thank
0: you so, I think that that's what happened to her. I do. I actually think that Jack murdered her. I, I think right. that he murdered her. He stuffed her in a tree um, over, again, whatever dispute it was uh, some transactional dispute, or he got jealous, or whatever the fuck. Um, and he died in a sanatorium from guilt. That's what I think right. happens. Okay. You will, you will hear a variety of other things if you start, like, digging into this <laughs> case. Well, it makes um, sense
1: because honestly, I mean, th- there is – when it comes to sex work in general and the dynamic between men and women, mm-hmm. um, There, there is that um, albeit illegitimate um, idea on the man's part that he has some sort of ownership over right. the woman because he paid mm-hmm. and he can do whatever he wants. Right. And so it makes sense that – that someone you know who, who who is you know soliciting the services of a sex worker might believe that that they have that they have some kind of ownership over her and would um, by extension um, be fine with committing acts of violence upon her. So yeah, no, I, I actually I think you probably are right in that regard I obviously I don't know this was a long time ago we didn't have the same kind of um you know forensic uh, techniques and stuff that we do okay. now but that seems like the most plausible theory honestly
0: well thank you I'm so glad you agree with me <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing though here's the kicker this is like what <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what made me scream in my car when I first heard about this case. Okay, so you may be thinking to yourself, why the fuck we, why don't we just DNA test the remains and figure out who she was?
1: Okay, because don't you have to have DNA to compare it to? Yes, okay but then guess that's what
0: else guess what else you have to have
1: Okay, what?
0: the remains. Well, don't don't we have the remains? We do fucking not have the remains. Bella is missing.
1: Oh right. Her okay. remains okay. have
0: no. Her remains have disappeared. They were at okay. the University of Birmingham until mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like we were like, oh hey, let's fucking DNA test this shit. She's fucking gone. She has mm-hmm. disappeared without a goddamn trace, and not just her. But any record, like, forensic records, we have, like, the first, like, assessment of, like, here's how old she we think she was. Here's the, you know, whatever, birthing a child, blah, blah, blah. That's all we've got. We have nothing else.
1: Well, since when have her remains been missing?
0: Since 1943. There's no record of where they went.
1: Okay, well, that's why we haven't DNA tested them. Makes sense.
0: She's gone. As recently as twenty fourteen, they have looked for her mm-hmm. and nobody can find her.
1: So do we have paper records and stuff like nope. that of her Well where'd the story come from then? I guess. So is the what story I... came
0: from, so we've got like the case record. And we've got the preliminary forensics, but we have nothing else. We have nothing else that would, like, in normal circumstances would say, like, so-and-so transferred the body to so-and-so. None of that. All all of that is gone. Right. Okay. She is. She's gone. Jason, she's fucking gone. Right. And this is the point at which I fucking started screaming. Because how do you lose? This was full skeletal remains. How do you lose that? How do you lose? Oh, sorry, I just lost a whole goddamn skeleton.
1: Well, I I have to assume that skeletons are fairly commonplace in the science departments of major universities. But, you know, it's still, you know, maybe you could get uh, skeletal remains mixed up with other skeletal remains. But actually losing them, that seems kind of eh.
0: So Look, super that's weird. the
1: least weird thing that I've heard about in this story. Okay, so
0: that's the least weird.
1: Well, they found a skeleton in a tree. I mean, <laughs> the, the fact that a university <laughs> lost something isn't really a blowing my skirt up here, if you know what I'm saying. It's <laughs> you know.
0: Well, get this: to this day, in the Birmingham area. Mm-hmm. You will see graffiti on buildings. Who put Bella in the witch elm?
1: And when I did that quick little Google search that I told you about earlier, uh-huh. um, I saw a lot of that graffiti. I don't want to hit Birmingham, England. Whew.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't that so crazy?
1: No, that's that's nuts that people still think about it. And this is the first I've heard of it.
0: But, it you know, hard? People
1: there have been yeah. graffitiing it. You know, for, what, since 1943. So, yeah, that's crazy. 1943!
0: Who put Bella in the helm? And it fucking infuriates me because, I mean, on the one hand, like, it's a super cool, interesting story in terms of, like, Mm -hmm. oh my god, who was she? And how, you know, she was in a tree and all this other shit. But,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like, when you get down to brass tacks or whatever, this Mm -hmm. was a woman who murdered like clearly this was this was foul play right no one puts themselves into a tree like <laughs> you know well, that uh
1: Kier, do do you know i mean obviously this is a well-known story a well-known case especially in the local area Perfect. um ha- have they ever made an attempt to revisit it using modern technology Um, And and modern forensic techniques Things like that do you know
0: Well so interesting that you would Bring that up so the only again No body so they can't They can't Mm -hmm. forensically test that They can't forensically test the area Because it's been so many years since the body Was discovered they had A group of um... (laughs) I'm too drunk to remember I'm going to call them Statisticians Statisticians statisticians. Thank you Jason. What would I ever fucking do without you? Um who in 2014 uh kind of sat down and ran through like all the scenarios that um had been presented up to that point and it was like for whatever it's worth. Again, we're 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 um and this is where like the scientist part of me would would say that you know we're starting from already behind the eight ball in terms mm-hmm. of, of what we can feel confident as fact. But, right. but based on what they knew, it was 97% that she had been a victim of foul play, that she was a murder mm-hmm. uh, victim. And then it was something like 93% that it was that fucking guy who died in the sanatorium. And they, they ran mm-hmm. all the kind of like, um, scenarios through a computer like what's the most likely was she a sex worker was she this was she that um mm-hmm. but again we're starting from really nebulous facts right so the best that we've been able to do with modern science is basically just come up with we don't fucking know <laughs> right that's so fucking crazy to me where is her body where where are her bones well, Jason? Where and where i was her- just
1: thinking because. You mentioned earlier that they had some kind of dental evidence, and look, I, I'm not going to go into the you know the the American perception of uh, right. the you know British dental records and how accurate they may be, but you you'd think that that was it, that would have at least been a starting point. You know what I mean?
0: Sorry. That actually was a starting point. They did right. through the dentists in the area. They put out something in the Birmingham paper that said, hey, dentists, contact us if you ever. <laughs> and here's the thing. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is so stereotypical of me. But I feel like if it was like unique enough that British cops were like, hey, this is really fucking gnarly teeth. Like it should have mm-hmm. been really... Out there or something, but they did try to contact (laughs) Dennis, and nobody ever came forward and said, Oh, yeah, I totally worked on that person. So, the other, I guess, the other kind of theory is that she was not an English born person and that she may have been like a Dutch nationalist who was living in England at the time, but again. In world war ii there was so m- i mean people were moving all over the place and people were getting killed all over the place that it was kind right. of hard to track. of i i can honestly say and i don't like to say this but i i i have to say it in this case i don't think we'll ever know who Bello really was right and that fucking breaks my heart i hate that shit
1: no i mean in, unless you know there's somebody that comes forward later and says you know yeah i i took those remains from the university of birmingham and, and that stuff does happen. I mean, it's a long shot, but I can imagine that it's always an outside chance that that could happen one day.
0: Who put Bella in the witch home Jason? It was a dude. I'm sorry. It's always a dude. And look, I've known. <laughs> uh, no,
1: I've watched enough Forensic Files to know it it, it. it immediately in the beginning of Forensic Files, as soon as they they detail the case, I'm like, husband did it. That's it. It's always like, so the, the husband
0: sorry, or the boyfriend it, or or the wife, but uh, yeah, less less who, frequently, but yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, I mean yeah. you're right, you're right. What do you think? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Give me, give me what you're feeling right now.
1: I think your theory was was the the, the best. I keep using the word plausible because you know I don't have a thesaurus right next to me, but <laughs> yours seems like the most plausible though. As I you know was talking to you about before it's that it's that um that that feeling of of ownership over a sex worker and um you know it, it, it just, well it not only let's just, let's face it not even someone who's a sex worker men over women in general seem to a lot of times have a, a, a sort of um uh, uh misguided sense of uh, entitlement to ownership, you know? And so uh, that to me seems like the most other than the witch theory, which (laughs) frankly is, is fairly plausible, you know, in my mind.
0: Well, obviously I agree with you, Um, which may be one of the reasons I had to do this kind of drunk, but uh, like, it's, (sighs) it's again, I, I keep coming back to how, like, how do so many people not know about this case? Because right. it's so bonkers, and yet, also, how sad is it that we don't know who she is? Right. How many of these women have died? Right. Because society just didn't give a shit.
1: Well, and at that point in U.S. Oh, US in world history, um. You know, so many people. Okay, so in the United States, we didn't experience uh, the Second World War in quite the same way uh, right. that, that people over there did. And, and I remember when I lived over there, actually, my parents' landlord, when we lived, um, I was a military kid, but uh, for the most part, um, we lived off base because you had to wait for on base housing. And I remember um, my parents' landlord talking to me about this. Would this would have been 1988, and so World War II, you know, comparably speaking, was not that much further back. Think about it: in 1988, World War II was as far back as uh, you know President Reagan's inauguration. At this point, you know, so right. Um, he told us a lot of stories about uh, living in and keep in mind, this was not London. We were about three hours away from London. Um, And even so um, in the small towns that he lived in, there were bombings, um, you know, they had to, you know, get into shelters, their homes were destroyed, his toys, you know, in his playroom were destroyed. So yeah, they, you know, people in England experienced the war um, in, in a much more, um, a significant way than we did here. They, as, sure. as far to my knowledge, there were no bombings on the U.S. mainland, so at that time in England, there would have been so many people reporting loved ones missing. There's no way that that, that we could pinpoint one of those missing persons and, you know, it, it definitively attach that person to who quote-unquote Bella actually was.
0: That's kind of the challenge, and I think that's that's part of the tragedy of of her story. And, you know, with my podcast, that's kind of the whole thing is, like, you know, these people who are forgotten. And even though, in one sense, the story of, of Bella and the Witch Elm is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, really, I don't know, sensational is probably the Word, but like I said I mean it was very impactful to me where the point where I, I cannot stress this enough you guys I was literally fucking screaming in my car like oh my god your remains are missing wow. I was like like a fucking <laughs> muppet like waving my arms around um but you know aside from all of that aside from this you know where she was found and and all this other bullshit which if if you get down to it is just bullshit she was a woman who fucking got killed and that's pretty unanimous across the board. You know, whenever you, if, if you're going to go to the BuzzFeed or Case File or wherever, it's pretty clear that she was murdered because no one's going to just like shove, like, you know, wiggle themselves down into the tree and be like, here I shall wait until I die. Like, nobody does that. <laughs> um
1: Well, you know, BuzzFeed's uh, (laughs) journalistic prowess, you know, is is at least somewhat in question, but yeah.
0: You know, this was a woman who was a human being and didn't deserve the end that she met, regardless. And that's ultimately, even though this this is like one of those cases that I'm just like, How has a movie not been made about this? Because it's so (laughs) crazy. Uh, I I keep coming back to. God, why do I get fucking emotional every time I do a goddamn podcast? Um, It's
1: okay. It's okay.
0: She deserved better than what she got. I don't care uh, if she even ended up being a Nazi spy. Nobody deserves to be fucking murdered and shoved down a tree. I don't dispute
1: that. Yep. uh, Yeah. I'm going to.
0: Thank you, because I feel like I'm going to die on that hill. Um, So whoever Bella was or wasn't, I I just would hope that we can kind of go forward and maybe think about her and, you know, aside from all kind of like the supernatural creepy shit that, that surrounds her case... She was a person and she wore blue and she wore like <laughs> mustard colored skirts with a side zip. You know, she right. wanted something from life that she did not get. Right. And she had a child apparently out there somewhere who wanted to know that she was safe and they never got that. I just hope. Fuck. I'm crying again. I fucking feel like I cry every time I do one of these podcasts.
1: You're okay. It's nothing wrong with that. Thanks.
0: Um, think about Bella. Think about anybody in your life, whoever we interact with, whoever we come in contact with. Every life has value. Right. And I hope that that's what we can take away from really all of this. And, and, and anything that I do going forward, I don't know how often I'm going to be able to put out these episodes going going forward. <laughs> 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 you guys, I'm still working 50 hours a week and I have 18 credit hours of psychology classes now. So it's a little <laughs> bit insane. That's okay. But For me, the whole point of doing this series is to remember people who've been forgotten because I I don't want anybody to feel like they were forgotten. So that's my whole thing. Jason, do you have anything you want to (laughs) say?
1: No, I think you pretty much summed it up, Kier.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Um, Thank you so much for having me. It was really, really interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm super glad that you could do this. It was fun to kind of be able to actually talk to somebody in real time. Right. Uh, and it's you know, you know, Jason and I have been friends for quite a while, but we you know, we text and shit, but in, in or like in terms of being able to like interact like live, I guess, quote unquote. Like this is <laughs> kind of fun. So for sure. um, again, go check out his his podcast um the fun waste of time podcast because it really is it is it is a lot of fun and i may not agree with everything that's said on the podcast <laughs> super big geek who's entrenched in my own views but it's it's a lot of fun very lighthearted and it's very positive uh so go check them out and as always you're welcome to reach out to me on facebook or email or whatever the fuck um we may have um. We may have Jason back in the future. Who knows? But yeah, that's it. K bye. <laughs>